Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back. Another podcast, Inside Polling. Guys, here we go, right? We've got about 10 or 11 days to go. It's nice to be back with you. Thanks for all the comments and all the listens on the last podcast. We got a lot of good feedback. I appreciate all the the, uh, the questions and comments. And, of course, it's always awesome to be back with you, updating you, especially right here, right? This is where it gets fun. A um, lot of polls, a lot of information, uh, everyone's in tune now. The press is trying to sway you one way or the other. Maybe friends and family. And and you know what? What's great about this? Yeah, the independence, and that's what the show is all about. The independence and, and independent women generally are really the ones that will vote back and forth. And isn't that awesome? Right? Because we know independent men will probably lean the Republican. And the race, all the races in your town and and the House seats and the balance of the Senate is sitting on independent women voters. And, you know, we, I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other. This is not about, oh, I want to, you know, I want to try to vote Democrat. I'm not going to try to vote Republican. Again, it doesn't matter. This is your choice. This is the time. This is when it's fun. And listen, I say this every time. You can't win every race. You can't win every race. If you're a Republican, hey, you may not win. This may not be your time. If you're a Democrat, this may not be your time. You move on. Life goes on. And then we have fun and we gear up for two years from now for, for the big time presidential election. But uh, last time I was with you, we had Biden kind of uh, consolidating on his approval. And that's about where he is. And, and we'll, go, we'll go through those numbers. The congressional question of, hey, are you going to vote Republican? Are you going to vote Democrat? Um, you know, that question was... Uh, definitely leaning more Republican. I think we got up to, boy, remember, just to give you a quick history, Republicans were in a huge lead. Democrats took over. In the past three re- weeks, Republicans have gained their momentum back, have taken the lead, and gotten the number up around um, around three percentage points now, and actually pushed it even higher. That's consolidated a hair back um, also. Well, I'll take you through those numbers. And, of course, we have the big Senate seats. And we have uh, some new states that have popped in. They're not new. I've talked about them all along. But some have tightened. Uh, some are expanding. And I'll walk you through you know, where that stands today. I mean, we, we, we can't get started. I mean, when we talk about the balance of power in the Senate, we can't get started to talk about two, well, let's talk about three races. Ohio. You got Ryan and Vance. Just as a reminder, there's a Republican seat. Uh, Vance, the Republican, has not run a good campaign. So they had their debate. Uh, And of course, Ohio has been leaning Republican now for the past few elections. And Vance, the Republican, actually did a decent job. He actually did a decent job. And I think you'll see those polls relate to that and the response to his debate. Now, we move to the Walker race, and yeah, Walker's not a great candidate. I think Republicans and Democrats agree, and independents. But Warnock there in Georgia, uh, Reverend Warnock, who is the senator now, he upset the Republican two years ago in, in that race and took over that seat. 
That's what helped uh, Democrats get the 50-50 tie in the Senate. Um, everyone thought this is a must-watch TV, and everyone was glued into the debate, and Walker did okay. Walker did okay. And you know what? When your back's up against the wall and no one has expectations and you do okay, it makes you look like you did great. And, you know, Walker survived. He actually did pretty good in certain spots. And even CNN and MSNBC actually said, wow, he actually did okay. Um, and what does that do to the polls? I'll show you that later of, of um, Walker rebounding there also. Now, we cannot continue until we talk about this Pennsylvania race. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. What the hell is going on here? So you've had, you know, 20 different polls, as we've talked about. And we've, Fetterman has led every single one. And we'll discuss the polls on where it's heading and where it's going. And we've talked about how Oz has chopped into the lead. Fetterman had a lead by about 10, 8, 6, 4, and 2. And I'll be talking to you about a poll that uh, came out uh, that now has uh, Oz, showed Oz for the first time in the lead. So we'll discuss that. But the performance by Fetterman the other night and what Democrats have done by nominating this person. I mean, God help this guy and, and everything he's going through. and It's not his fault. But he also shouldn't be running for politics. I mean, his performance was embarrassing, despicable, just awful. I mean, you're you're reading questions off a computer. He can't get his words straight. And and as a joke aside, I mean, how funny is it that that. Biden had one person that asked them to come campaign with him, and it was Biden and Fetterman. How was that? How was that conversation between the two of them? But putting that aside, this debate was a horror show and the worst nightmare for Democrats. But you know what? Democrats deserve it because they they had a chance in the primary. This guy had a stroke before the primary and won. He doesn't pay his taxes. He wears his hoodies. And hey, you can wear whatever the hell you want. You can you can not pay your taxes. Uh, he's got a, you know, obviously a super liberal view uh, on crime. And he has this issue. So the Dems going into this debate, we're putting everything. I mean, the balance is sitting in Pennsylvania. This is a seat the Dems should win. And remember, this is a Republican seat. So we get to the debate, and what happens? He bumbles through his words. Oz does okay, and you know this is going to affect the polls. So, So before we even get into the debate, let's talk about what happened after the debate. And this is what drives people independence crazy this doesn't drive hardcore dems crazy this doesn't drive hardcore republicans crazy but but when 
CNN, MSNBC, USA Today, New York Times, you could just go on and on and on and on. Do you know what the number one issue was when you looked up the next day on this Fetterman Oz? It was Oz's abortion statement. Hey, right or wrong, you may be wrong, you may be right, it doesn't matter. Guys, how soft have we gotten when the papers are talking about, well, you know, Oz may have picked on Fetterman or his poor or Fetterman's poor health. No, 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 no. This is politics. This is politics. This is a tough sport. It's brutal. It's nasty. It's, you want to fight? Get in politics. If you don't want to fight and you want to get all soft like everybody in this world is becoming, then get the hell out of politics. It's time for to toughen up, people. Give me a break. Fetterman's out there, and hey, you want to debate? Then you're going to get asked about your debate performance. You're going to get analyzed on your debate performance. You're going to be looked at on your debate performance. Let's be honest here, folks. If this was an independent or a Republican, they're out of the race. This was absolutely horrific. Guys, this is not seventh grade or seven-year-old soccer when everybody gets an award. Fetterman, Oz, someone wins, someone loses. Right? Look at Trump. What a wuss he was, right? You got you lost. Accept the loss. It's winners and losers. But don't be afraid. Once you get up there on that stage and you're gonna you're gonna put your big girl pants on or your big pa- big boy pants on. Hey, it's time. It's time to roll, and you're going to be analyzed by people like you should. You're you're just a politician. You're not any more important than me, you, or anybody else. And it's up to the people to vote. But it's disgraceful. His performance was an absolute, absolute disgrace. And look what the media tries to do. But see, that doesn't play. I keep on telling everybody. If you want your papers and your news organization and and 98% of the newspapers to write pro one way, it there's a there's a snap back. There's a snap. I, some of you may have a hard time understanding what it's like to be an independent. This is about independence. How do you think they feel when they read the newspaper and they're talking about Oz's abortion issue? Or Oz, no, 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 no. This is analyzing who, how you did in your debate. And the headline should everywhere should have been, that was an absolute horrific debate. He should drop out, go get himself healthy, go get some treatment, and come back another time. There's plenty of other elections. And by the way, by the way, he's lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. He's lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. So, let's get to the debate. I mean, we start the debate, and the guy says, good night, everybody. And then, just let's just listen to what he, what he said. Let's just listen to a few questions of the, of the debate. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them 
you know, buy their own homes. They they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have 60 seconds. No, I, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax. That, that, that's it. He, you know, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own inlays from a, a dollar. We all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. There's the real doctors that I believe, and they all believe that I'm ready to be served. It's about... I mean, you, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I mean, I think it's time for my five-year-old to run in politics. What is going on in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? I mean, that's scary stuff. And how does that affect and why are we talking about it? Because that affects the Senate. I mean, if you're a Dem, you know, we know this already, right? We know that Fetterman's going to get 45% minimum of the vote. Because just like in Georgia, where Walker, the Republicans are going to vote for Walker. But this case is different. And people look at this and say, are you kidding me in politics? My five-year-old could have done a better job in debating Oz that night. And you know this is going to affect the polls. And you know this is going to affect the outcome of the Senate. And if you're a Dem, you should be outraged at yourself and also outraged at, because you know you're going to vote for Fetterman. But if you lose the Senate, it's going to be over this race. And... The Republicans have not put great candidates up either. But this is a this is a sad situation. So with that, I'm gonna run you through. Let's 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 jump back because wow. Uh you can just shake your head. You can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. Anyway, let's go to Biden's approval real quick. Uh I'd mentioned I think it's gonna end up somewhere between forty-two and forty-four. And yeah, he's sitting at forty-three point one. There's not much change here. I'll take you through uh the poll since the last time I was with you. I'll just run you through the approvals. 42, 46, 46, 39, 45, 39, 44, 43, 46, 39, 44, 45. It ends up with an average of around forty-three point one. Right, so 43, not much change from the last couple of times. I think Biden has kind of held where he's going to be all the way through the election. It's not going to change. I mentioned to you last time they, they should stop running him out, uh, stop having him talk. I mean, you saw him walking off the stage, I'm sure. Couldn't, can't find his way off the stage. Um, you know, stumbling yesterday, talking about the gas prices that... Uh, gas prices were in the $5 range when he took office. Joe, that's not correct. The public sees that. The independents see that. And more importantly, the independent women see that. And independent women are going to make this decision. Independent men are going to vote Republican. That's already known. Independent women are always the swing. If Republicans win, that means that independent women 
are moving towards Republican side. And if Dems win, it goes the other way. It's so clear. But when you talk about social media and, and they're watching, putting Joe, Joe out there all the time, but what did they do yesterday? They had him in his sunglasses pointing uh, uh, with well, Jay Leno driving his car again, right? The exact comment that I made last week. They should just continue to put Joe out there with his sunglasses driving cars. And what did they do yesterday? They have him out there driving his Corvette uh, 100 miles per hour in the biggest open space they can get in the world so he doesn't crash his car. And they got him in sunglasses. I mean, that. This is now is politics easy now? I mean, do you see when you have an in, in when you have an inside look and when you start thinking about it, how easy it is? And by the way, they're not that smart, right? None of the politicians are that smart. We know that. Okay, this is politicians. When when I was young and little, you think, oh my God, these guys are they're heroes and these gals. No, this is these are just politicians making mistakes like everybody else. They they got their skeletons like everybody else. They got their goods. They got their bad. And that's just who they are. All right, so let's get to the the uh, congressional question, uh, which is uh, you know kind of Republican. If in, in your congressional seat, if you're voting for a Republican or Democrat, who would you prefer? Remember, just a generic question, no names. Uh, the Republicans, uh, just to give you a quick review, Republicans had a big lead. Democrats took it back uh, a couple months ago. Republicans have been crawling back, had gotten up to about a three point uh, oh about a three point five six seven lead. Uh, that's back down to 2.5 because basically of two polls that had come out. Now, I'll, I'll take you through some of the polls here, and then I'll get to three polls. And if So if you're a Dem, I got some good news. If you're a Republican, I got some good news. It, you can you can wish-wash you this either way. But um, so I think we're going to start stabilizing here. And I and, and remember, at the end, 10 days to go, everyone is now locked in. The Republicans are locked in. The Dems are locked in. And that solidifies both sides. And now it's up to those independent uh, people which way they're going to go left or right. Um, we have a Republican up by six in this poll. Republicans by two. Republicans by two. Republicans by six. Republicans by one. Republicans by five. Republicans by two. Republicans by four. Now I have a political poll uh, who does it with Morning Consult that has Dems up by five. Okay, that came out. Now this was just recently. This is about a week ago to about four days actually about four days ago now this is up from one so you can look at this and say this is a dem poll that swung four points towards the dem side on this question and this was the question was asked between uh 10 october 21st october 23rd okay so now you go and you say all right that's one poll but then an economist in yougov came right out and put the democrats plus four all right. Now this is this is interesting because I, you know, the first poll I was like, okay, you know, it's one poll uh, pushing the Dems way, but this poll was a Republican plus one a few weeks ago, and now is a Democrat plus four. That's a five point swing. So here we had a four point swing towards the Dems and a five point swing to the Dems. Wow. So what does that mean, or what does that you know what does that uh, equate to? Well. Is that a push back now? Is that the Dems solidifying? Is that independence kind of kicking back? That's unknown. But then I have another poll that is a uh, that took us a Republican uh, plus four to a Republican plus seven in a week. So that's a plus three for Republicans. And remember, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of noise that happens here in in the last little bit with polls. So 
Uh, and I've got another poll, Republicans plus four. Anyway, where does this bring us? Republicans, about a two and a half average is about the same as, as last time we talked uh, about 10 days ago. So not a lot is flip-flop, but a couple interesting polls there to look at, right? And, and I'll, I'll, we'll take a peek at that on Tuesday and Wednesday when a lot more polls come out and we'll be able to uh, compare them to the last time those exact polls came out. And we'll see if there's any movement in that. Let's get to the states. I had talked about New Hampshire on and off, on and off. I've, I've kind of put it in our, our chat here, and I've also taken it out. I've got to put it back in, um, not for any reason other than the last two polls. Um, uh, Senator Hassan has had, I'll, I'll take you through the last three polls. She has definitely had a lead, you know, let's call it somewhere between seven, eight points. Well, the polls started changing slightly mid-month. And it's interesting because the Republicans pulled money out of New Hampshire. So Mitch McConnell, who actually the Republicans said he's not going to support, okay? I don't know if that's real smart to say to the the Senate minority leader who controls all the money because that's a situation where uh, he is talking bad about McConnell and McConnell pulled his... uh, uh, $6 million ad spend there. But then what happened was, in the polls, we had uh, Hassan by six, but then we had a Hassan by three, and now most recently we've had a Hassan plus one. Now this is the Dem. There's a Dem Senate uh, seat, Senator Hassan, who's going for re-election against Boldick, who had a nasty primary, nasty primary, in uh, a late primary at that, very late. Um, so this brings Hassan's average that was sitting at eight down to 3.4. Now, you know, do we think Bolduc's going to catch Hassan there? Probably not, but I'll be, I'm going to put that back on the list unless some big, big time polls come in and, and, and blow that out. So we'll, we'll continue to look. Kelly is another one in Arizona that I, I felt was a solid seat for the Dems. Uh, yes, the Republicans are going to go after it. I put it on my early list. I have yet to take it off, but this race, wow, let me just take you through, let's start back in September. We got Kelly by five, Kelly by seven, Kelly by five, Kelly by six, Kelly by three. This is where it starts to get interesting. Kelly by four, Kelly by two, Kelly by three, a tie for the first time. Okay, what do we have? 18 polls. Masters there, who's the Republican, going up against the incumbent Kelly. 18 polls without a lead or a tie. Shows a tie on the board. The next two polls, Kelly plus one. And the next poll, Kelly plus two. I mean, this is a seat the Dems have to hold. Or else the the dam opens up and busts open. And the Republicans have a big night. I mean, this is a telltale sign here. Uh, and we're, obviously, we're not going to get these numbers till late in the game. So we're going to know when we hear North Carolina, when we hear Ohio, when we hear Wisconsin, when we hear Georgia early. But this is something to watch. And you'll be able to probably predict this once you see Ohio's numbers and, uh, and, and North Carolina's numbers and Wisconsin's numbers. You'll probably be able to guess about, what, about what's going to happen in Arizona. But anyway, this has gotten tight. What's the average right now? Kelly plus the Dem plus one and a half. One and a half. This was thought of as a pretty solid seat. Kelly's a good candidate. 
uh, astronaut, has all the, you know, thought of as a tough Democrat, uh, appeals to would independence, had won the last election. So uh, let's talk about a race that has gotten, um, that certainly was super tight in Wisconsin, but now it seems like Senator Johnson is, has a slight hold on this. I'll run you through the polls. Johnson plus one, Johnson plus six, Johnson plus one, and Johnson plus five. Yeah, we have two polls at one, but we also have a six and a five in there. That's since the last time I was with you. This now puts Johnson at an average of up to 3.3 points uh, over, over Barnes there. And will Senator Johnson be able to have a three-peat? This is his third time running. He, is, he was way behind on election night last time and somehow pulled it off. He's somehow a winner in Wisconsin. He's got his own issues, but Senator Johnson, up a Republican, up by 3.3. This takes us to North Carolina, where we have Senate, uh, um, excuse me, not Senator Bud. Bud is running for Senate as a Republican. This is an empty seat going against Beasley. Bud here, uh, this had gotten tight down to one-ish. Uh, here's the last uh, four polls. Bud by six, Bud by four, Bud by four, Bud by four. This is the Republican seat. Bud looking strong here, has an average of 4.5, okay? Bud with an average of 4.5 going into the last 10 days. This looks like Bud is going to hold this seat for Republicans. And once again, the Dems cannot make inroads on North Carolina. Cannot make inroads on North Carolina. Uh, let's go through the last six polls in Ohio. This has gone back and forth all over the place. And again, here's another spot where... Uh, Ryan, the Democrat, trying to unseat Vance. Again, another empty seat. The the governor, DeWine, here is leading by 18, 19, 20 points. He's going to be at the top of the ticket. Vance, the Republican, stumbling and bumbling. Not the greatest candidate for independence there in Ohio. Uh, but had a debate and hung tough and both battled it out. And probably an equal debate on both sides. But again, um you know, Ryan had him on the ropes a little bit on the polls. Uh, Vance does a decent job in, in the debate, which is super important, which takes us back to that Fetterman conversation. And what happens? Vance solidifies a little slightly. Vance by three. Vance by three. Vance by two. We have uh, two polls with a tie and then a Vance by five. Okay, so we have a three, three, two, tie, tie, five. Again, those two ties, sure. But again, we've got a five and we got a two and a couple threes. We'll continue to watch this race. But again, we've got a, a, a state that is leaning now more Republican. We have a top of the ticket, a Governor DeWine, leading somewhere between 18 and 20 points. Just, this should push Vance over the top. But again, we'll watch this. Vance right now with a 2.2 lead after being on the ropes and doing a decent job in the, uh, in the debate. This takes us to, um, let's go to Georgia. Horrible candidate Walker. Not the best uh, candidate even for the Dems, Senator uh, Warnock. Um, remember, this was a. I'll, I'll take you back here to uh, to early October. Here are the numbers: Warnock, the Democrat who holds the seat by three; Warnock by twelve; Warnock by three; Warnock by two; Warnock by seven; Warnock by one; Warnock by one; Warnock by two; Warnock by two. They have the debate, and here's the last three polls: a tie, Walker by two. And Walker by five. So here's a situation where you could put a bad candidate up, but they better be able to know how to communicate in a debate to the to, the, to their people in their state. 
The people in their state want to hear something. The independents want to hear something. Yes, will the Republicans vote Walker? Yes, will the Dems vote Warnock? Yes. But again, which way will the independent woman vote in Georgia? Now, he does a decent job in debate. People are surprised. Whoa, right? Walker jumps in the polls. This is a seat that if the Dems, the Repubs take, now remember, this is a Democrat seat, Warnock, Walker looking to unseat that right now. The average for the first time, and I don't think I've ever said this before. Walker with a slight lead under one point. It's it's 0.6. Okay, so it's under a point. 0.6 for a lead by Walker. So Walker has now taken a slight lead in Georgia. What happens with that? Um, wow, that's a tight race. So the Dems have put themselves... Uh, Obviously, they're feeling the heat. Now we go back to, let's go back to Nevada. And then let's finish with Pennsylvania, the nightmare. Um, let's, let's talk about Nevada. Now, Nevada was a strong lead by Dems going into the year. Immigration is a huge issue. Economy is a huge issue. Uh, jobs and, of course, the Latino vote. Now, let's take you through the last, well, let's take you through the last 10 polls. Laxalt is going against Cortez Masto, the senator uh, in Nevada. Can Laxalt, the Republican, can a Republican win in Nevada? This has been a tough, tough haul for Republicans in Nevada to try to get any kind of lead and to, to win any races there. But here's the, here's the last 10 polls. Laxalt, the Republican, by one. Laxalt by one. Laxalt by four. Laxalt by three. Laxalt by two. Laxalt by two. This takes us now to October. Cortez Masto by two. Okay, so there's a comeback there. Laxalt then takes the lead by one. Laxalt plus one. Cortez Masto by two. Okay, now last two polls. Laxalt by two and Laxalt by four. Okay, where does that put us in the, in the overall average now? I've got Laxalt by 1.2 points. This is going to come down. Now, again, this is another late night. Um, probably into the next day, what's going to happen with the results? We've, you've got um, polls are already open there. And so you've got ballots coming in. You've got the day of ballots. You know that Nevada takes forever, forever to count to count numbers. But again, the average right now lacks off by 1.2. Um, we have a, a recent poll with the Dem leading by two. We also have a recent poll by the Republican leading by four. So again, back and forth. We'll watch it next week and I'll get it to you. Now, Let's finish up with Pennsylvania. So this Fetterman, which we started with, there was 20 polls, 20 polls, and Oz had never led or tied or tied, okay? So um, we now have, I'll, I'll take you through the final, well, let's take you through the last eight polls, and then I'll take you through the most recent I've got a Fetterman plus two, a Fetterman plus five, a Fetterman plus four, okay? Then we had our first tie. This is pre-debate. The first tie ever in, in 18, 19, 20 polls. Then Fetterman plus two, another Fetterman plus two. And then we had our first poll come out post-debate, okay? And what is that? what does it happen? It's Oz plus three, okay? So it takes... 22 polls for Oz to show his first lead. But now we have a we have our first numbers. Oz plus three 
in the latest poll in Pennsylvania. Not a surprise after that debate performance. I mean, that debate performance was an absolute nightmare. Nightmare. And everybody knows it. I mean, when you have people on CNN and MSNBC saying, oh boy, you know, and they try to, and, 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 and how, about, how about the newspaper in Pennsylvania saying that Fetterman won the Democratic newspaper that says Fetterman won? And this is what people get tired of. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you watch Fox. I don't care if you watch MSNBC. I don't care if you watch CNN, even though you shouldn't. But you have to be realistic sometimes about your candidate and, 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 and what they're doing, how they're acting, or are they even suited or fit to be a senator? And you say, well, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these people are not fit. Yeah, maybe they're not. But this is an absolute disgrace. And if the Dems lose this race over this, it's it, and it's a it's a serious possibility. If you lose Pennsylvania, you you're not going to win the Senate. If you lose Pennsylvania, I'm going to repeat this again. If you lose Pennsylvania, you're not winning the Senate. So you had 20 polls in a row of winning. You've got a million more voters, Democrat voters there. How are you going to lose to Dr. Oz, right? And what happens? The debate performance. So now we're down to an average of Fetterman at a 0.3. That's 0.3, under a point. Okay, so just remember something. Uh, we should have, I'm hoping to have a good three, four, five polls in this state by bin next week. And then we'll be able to analyze it because you don't want that quick snapshot either, right? You don't want that the quick snap poll, the day of and the night of um, the debate. You want to have this blend over a little bit. So I think by next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're gonna know where the Senate stands in the polls. And of course, anything can happen. <laughs> this could sway back and forth. But I, um, but most importantly, I wanted to come on quickly, run you through the numbers and get you updated on all the polls. So remember, we've got to take you through you know, all of our conversations, Biden approval, basically still, uh, the congressional generic question, a couple interesting polls for Dems on the plus side there. We'll continue to watch that. Uh, can the Dems get a little momentum here with seven, eight, nine days to go? We'll see. We got New Hampshire back in play. Uh, we have Arizona possibly back in play. We have uh, Wisconsin with Johnson you know, holding a pretty steady lead there. Now, Bud in North Carolina solidifying his lead at four. We got Ohio Vance post-debate doing okay at around a two-point lead for Republicans there. Uh, Walker now with the lead in Georgia. Huh? We got Laxalt hanging on by that one-point lead, trying to unseat the Democrat there, Cortez Mastow. And, of course, we have Pennsylvania, right, which is going to decide the whole Senate and the whole balance of power. And just going back to... Um, uh, I want to take, actually, before I leave, I want to give you an update on the Congress, uh, where the odds are now, because that's that's super important. Uh, when I was with you, uh, when we started this, the Republicans had a 32% chance um, to, to win the Senate, 32% chance. These are odds now. It's done a little differently. But now, five, this is from 538 has the Republicans at a 48% chance to win the Senate, 52% chance for the Dems. And of course, this is just sitting on that Pennsylvania number and um, Nevada number. Uh, the House now has moved. The Dems had about a 30, 32% chance to hold 
the the house before when we started this a couple about three weeks ago. This has now moved to an uh, the Dems have an 18 percent chance. The Republicans have an 82 percent chance to win the House. So the House looks like it's going to slide to the Republican side, and the Senate is basically almost 50-50. We've got 48 for the Republicans, 52 for the Dems. Okay, that's the update, guys. I'm going to be with you in a couple days. Let me get some polls. Uh, we're going to need some here, and uh, and then I'll uh, we'll get back and update you. Guys, thanks for joining us. It's always been a lot of fun. We'll chat soon. Take care.